Welcome in to the Illini cast. I'm your host, Austin Berklin, alongside co-host Sonny Verma, and we have a special guest today for the pod. We have Kathleen Knight. She is the president and CEO of the Icon Collective, the NIL Collective for the University of Illinois Athletics. And Kathleen, welcome to the show. Kathleen, you might be on mute. There we go. We're good now. Hey, everybody. It's uh, great to be here with you all this morning. The vibes are good. You know, we have a football victory to celebrate. We have two basketball victories to celebrate. You know, we got a big game on uh, Tuesday and, you know, Iowa's uh, we're going to Iowa on Saturday. So it's like, you know, let's just keep that positive mojo going. Absolutely. As we were saying offline here. Uh, Monday mornings after Illini victories are, are always really great and uh, exciting week ahead. Um, it's that exciting time of year with uh, the crossover between football and basketball. So we are uh, we're thrilled for the week ahead. So Kathleen, let's get started out with the biggest generality of icon and what your guys' mission is. So let's start out with this. What is NIL? Yes, it's uh, I love starting these conversations with the basics, right? Every room we go into, people have different understandings about what NIL is, what it isn't. Um, so NIL stands for name, image and likeness. I think we all know that um, a little over two years in. I think the most simple way to think about NIL is it's the opportunity for student athletes to be compensated for outside work um, by outside income. And so both the, the income and the work um, have to, to exist outside of the university. And so when people think how NIL comes to life, um, I think the simplest way to, to think about it is the student athlete has to do something other than put on the uniform or take the field of play um, to be eligible to receive that compensation. So having said that, um, how does ICON uh, fit into the picture in association with the uh, University of Illinois Athletics and the NIL. Yeah, absolutely. So ICON, we are the the preferred NIL collective here at the University of Illinois, um, founded just um, almost a year ago, which is crazy um, to think uh, last, late November of this past year. So it's been a really um, exciting um, past year for us or so. Um, and so ICON, we stand for, it stands for Illini for Charitable Opportunities and Networking, um, which really is reflective of the of that core charitable mission that ICON exists. So, so ICON, we go out, we fundraise through a variety of different vehicles. It could be major gift fundraising from private donors. We have a membership program. Um, people can find it at iconforalina.com, click become a member. Um, that's sort of a, a grassroots kind of crowdfunding type of effort. So we go out, we fundraise, we bring that, that money into ICON, and then we, we identify our needs from a student athlete perspective and we make those allocation decisions and um, extend those NIL opportunities in the form of various types of contracts um, to, to have our student athletes. Again, largely, I would say probably 90% of the work our student athletes are doing um, for NIL compensation is community-based work. So think um, they're going to the Boys and Girls Club, the YMCA, um, Eastern Illinois Food Bank, Salt and Light Ministry, things of that nature. Um, and then after they complete that activity, um, we initiate that, that payment to them. Now, how does ICON and the University of Illinois Department of Athletics uh, combine efforts? How does that work? 
Yeah, um, I wouldn't think of it so much as combining efforts, but but certainly working um, as closely as we can um, within the within the NCAA guidelines. Um, ICON, just so everyone knows, is we're required to be a separate third party entity, so we are not part of the athletic department. Um, but again, we do work really closely with one another. Um, myself and our COO Jackie Simoniak, um, we're both longtime DIA employees, and so um, I think that 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 helps with the proximity, that closest of our relationship. We have longstanding relationships with administrators, with coaches. Um, Jackie was a was a coach, worked with the with Mike Small in the men's golf program, which we're all big fans of. And so she has a great understanding of you know student athlete relationships and how to work really efficiently with them. And so in in my old role, I ran our iFund office here in Chicago, um, but uh, have worked really closely with Howard Milton and um, and the athletics development team. Um, and so so again, those long term relationships allow us. I think to be really efficient um, allows us to be really effective here for our donor and our fan base. Um, and largely, I think the, the benefit of that is is on the donor side of things, right? We know that people are really heavily invested in a variety of ways, whether it's as season ticket holders, premium seating ticket holders, um, iFund donors, donors to capital projects, other student athlete initiatives. Um, can be contributors to, to other um, parts of the university and in the Champaign-Urbana community. And so I think um, us us being able to have um, a close working relationship. So we are we're not over tapping um, donors. Um, so I'm not showing up uh, one day to say, hey, we need your NIL support. And then, um, you know, DIA, someone from the fundraising team shows up the next day. We're able to work really collaborative to, collaboratively together um, to ensure that we're maximizing um, the amount of money that comes into the collective that in the end is distributed out to to our student athletes. And really, I believe it's that synergy or that collaboration between our two entities um, that really helps set us apart. So Kathleen, um, <clears throat> obviously when NIL became, um, I was pretty much announced in college uh, athletics, uh, Illinois also had a different entity called uh, Illinois uh, Guardians, I believe they were called, um, announced. And so when you talk to some donor donors, you know, some may think that they're contributing to the Guardians. Um, obviously, the Guardians are no longer necessarily uh, around. Can you better maybe direct folks who think that you have to you had to at one point pick one or the other and just kind of, uh, you know, update them on that whole NIL situation for the university? Absolutely. It's um, Sunny. It's a great question. Um, first, I just want to say that we cannot thank um, the guys at the Guardians enough. I really believe. So we're at this point. It's what's today. It's, it's November 13th. It's just it's alarming. It's it's crazy how fast time is flying. But NIL really has been it's been live and in motion for over two years. And when the line of guardians was really formed, I think the genesis of that group was October of 2021. Um, it, they were such a leader in this space at that time. And I always so knew the, the idea of a collective was so brand new. And so with their formation, it was, it was critically important that we were as an institution, Illinois athletics was really on the map um, as being progressive and, and as being a leader, pardon me, being a leader in the NIL space. Um, and, and we saw quickly from there, NIL went from a nice to have or, hey, we need to be doing something and that's better than doing nothing to being NIL is, is as much a critical function of an athletic program, even though as we are a separate entity. 
but it is just as critical as having, you know, the, the right facilities and, and scholarship support and full stadiums. Like this is where we are in this moment, right? Where NIL from a, from a competitive advantage standpoint is, is really the driving force. And so as time did evolve and we saw um, different collectives prop up across the country as the NCAA guidance evolved, as the state legislation um, evolved, it really came to a head about a little over a year ago. It was um, late October of, of 2022. The NCAA had issued some updated guidance and the guidance did a lot of things, but it really it, it took all of the things that athletic institutions were able to do internally um, for NIL, and it required that those things existed outside in these third parties called collectives, right? And so what it did is, is it really, um, it made it clear to a lot of us that for Illinois to continue to be a leader, that we needed to have a full-time organization with a full-time staff that could have eyes and ears on NIL seven days a week, 24 hours of the day, right? And so that was really the genesis of ICON. Um, so we worked in conjunction with our friends at the Guardians um, over the last couple of months or so, really to help to, to wind down their op their operation um, and, and to sort of pave a way for ICON for Illini, which is our new membership program, right? And so these two entities, though, um, though not a merger, I would say exist for the very same purpose. Um, and it just helps keep all of our NIL operations really under one umbrella or under one roof. So we can be sure that we're making really strategic allocation decisions to ensure that donors um, really have a comprehensive uh, understanding of NIL and what our, our focus is versus having two collectives that have to exist um, completely separate from one another. So to answer your question, Sunny, we do know that people were very active and supportive of Guardians. Because we are a completely separate entity, those memberships um, were not automatically rolled over. And we do know that that is um, a bit of a misconception for, for folks. And so um, for any current or, or former Guardians members, if you want to you know, essentially continue on your support, again, the program is very, very similar, um, five different giving levels. Um, and, you know, starting at $25 a month. So we really feel like there's a, a place for everyone who wants to get involved in NIL. You will have to go create a new membership through Icon for Illini. And so we do encourage um, folks uh, to, to go visit us at iconforillini.com, click become a member. Um, again, all of those giving levels are mapped out. And I would say if any questions at all, please feel free to contact us directly. Both Jackie and I have our contact information directly on the web. There also is a catch-all um, admin at ill-icon.com email address, just so we can ensure that no, no inquiries or communications get lost, so we can reach out, set some time to discuss over the phone um, or, or set some type of meeting. We really wanna be sure people um, really feel so that they're you know, fully educated and really in the driver's seat um, about how their NIL um, support is coming to life. Now, say there was a fan out there that was the biggest Illini softball fan ever and liked Student A, uh, mm -hmm. and they really liked the contribution Student A really made to the program. Can ICON members uh, say, ear, essentially earmark a donation saying they, they want it to go toward the softball program or toward Athlete A themselves? They can. That's a great question, Austin. I would say um, they're... For, for someone who's interested in directing a contribution to a specific sport or even to a specific student athlete directly, um, two, two ways to do that. One is you can do that through the Icon for Line A membership program. So again, there's five giving levels. 
$25 a month, $100 a month, $250, $500, a $1,000 a month. At that $500 a month level and above, um, so that's the Red Grange giving level, um, donors in the checkout flow will be able to select one or even two of our 21 athletic programs. And so they can select those. Um, if you do select two, it would be a 50-50 even distribution between the two sport programs. Um, so that's a great way if at the, at, the, um, at, the, at the team level or the sport program level, someone wanted to be sure their contribution was going directly there. That's a really easy way to do it. Um, also, you know, we encourage people to, to go to um, findingline.com and check out the NIL page there. Um, you can still, um, through Open Doors and some other mediums, go directly to a student athlete. And so um, we, we do encourage people to, uh, to go there so long as that student athlete has a specific page that's active on Open Doors. That's a way where, you know, hey, I work for a, a, you know, a local bank branch and we're having a, a customer event. You know, we want to pay this softball player, you know, $250 to come and make an appearance. They can actually arrange that directly. So though ICON can be as helpful as possible and, and making those contributions go directly to the sport program or the student athlete, that's also something that can happen on Open Doors as well. So I guess, you know, as we kind of discuss the whole process, um, how about from the athlete side? Um, if someone were interested, like, can someone kind of tell you, like, you know, uh, I've worked with, I was a member of Boys and Girls Club when I was little growing up. Um, is there an opportunity, like, you know, can they kind of give you an idea of what kind of opportunities they would be looking for? Or is it really more so from the business side that kind of dictates who gets what, if that makes sense? Yeah, great question. And if I'm understanding Sunny, and if I'm not, just we'll, we'll go back to this. Um, are you saying from a student athlete perspective, if they say, hey, I, I've been really touched or moved by this type of organization in my life, I'd like to give back. That absolutely is something. And even in their contracts, we specifically say, you know, hey, we have a list of, and that that list of, of existing relationships that ICON has is about 25 um, local organizations. So we feel like we have a really strong representation of various types of charitable entities and organizations that have all sorts of missions. Um, but we have had a couple of instances of student athletes um, come to us and say, hey, this type of initiative really means a lot to me. Um, I'd like to participate in something along those lines. Um, we, we absolutely have a, the flexibility so long as there's an organization um, that, that is also willing and wanting to participate. So far, we haven't, we haven't um, uh, encountered a situation where we haven't been able to make that happen, which has been great. Uh, looking at this in terms of a recruiting perspective, are there any limits on how this can all be used as a recruiting pitch for high school athletes? Absolutely. This is, I would say, one of the maybe not the most misunderstood part of college athletics, but it, it can be um, the foggiest. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just say that. And we will not solve all of the recruiting questions about NIL here on this pod that will have to that will that will come in later conversations. Um, but one of the, the two primary tenets of NIL, at least per the NCAA, is that NIL cannot be used as a recruiting inducement. Again, we will cuss and fuss about that elsewhere. I'm sure your your listeners have their own opinions on that. Um, but the way that we interpret that is, um, and we know we, ICON or, or a coach or administrator would, cannot make any promises to a prospective student athlete. So that would be either a high school student athlete um, entering college, or it would be um, a, a potential transfer, right? We cannot make any promises about a student athlete's NIL earnings 
Um, we can have those conversations once a student athlete is enrolled in classes. So think of that as sort of like the green light moment, right? That we can have those conversations um, uh, really openly and really candidly. I will say we know that from a recruiting perspective, you know, we have to be able to speak to the power of our NIL program and do it as aggressively as possible. Um, we know that that's so important, but we want to be doing things the right way. And so that's why I always, um, you know, try to encourage people and explain like having the most robust NIL program now is so important because although we can't make promises or say, hey, if you come here, you will get this, we can speak to and coaches when they're on the recruiting trail and otherwise can speak to the types of deals that current student athletes um, and, and former student athletes may have participated in and think of those more as, as case studies, right? And so think of, you know, the, the, the breadth um, of, of case studies and different types of deals and ranges of deals we can talk about that. That's historical information, right? And so the more of those types of opportunities we have to speak to, that is information just like here's what your you know academic opportunities looks like. Here's your strength and conditioning program. Here's what our nutrition protocol looks like. That is another piece of education. It's another tool that we have to be able to speak about. And we do know that that's one of, if not the most important um, data points for prospective student athletes, especially um, in football and men's basketball, which again makes it so important now that we're building the NIL program and providing those opportunities um, to ensure that that um, you know that can be utilized in that decision-making prospect for for future student athletes. So you know, uh, talking to let's just say an everyday person who again who's you know kind of unfamiliar with the concept of NIL, um, like. How is, and it, you know, I don't know how much of this you're going to be able to answer, and that's completely fair, but what exactly is like the checks and balances of, you know, uh, a person, a said business is going to offer, you know, player A, this for an appearance? Um, like, you know, how is there a confirmation that the, you know, the player showed up, this mm -hmm. happened as, you know, just to kind of make it uh, all in the up and up? Absolutely. Um, I, again, the, the integrity of our program is because we know that this NIL is not going away, right? And so we want to not only make a big splash, be really effective, but build a program based on integrity so that we know that we can exist um, so long as we need to, which is going to be a while, just so everyone knows that, right? Um, and, and one thing I think we're really proud of at um, at ICON is, so I mentioned Jackie Simoniak, our COO. She really oversees that entire community engagement program. And so when we have student athletes, we have a calendar. It's an internal calendar. We reach out to student athletes, schedule their activities um, based upon their outstanding needs and their contract. We do that on a very regular basis. We'll know in every given week what student athletes we have signed up to participate in what activities. Jackie is present at almost all of those activities. Um, and if for some reason either she or I are not able to be in, in attendance live, we, we are always in touch with coordinators um, at those events, the student athletes are also great about checking in with us. I think one of the, the one of the one of the great things about having our NIL activities largely based in community service work is that the student athletes seem to benefit from it mentally and emotionally just as much or more than the community programs and and the youth or whomever are the beneficiaries of these of these community programs. And so in a lot of cases, we'll get pictures, or we'll, we'll get a FaceTime call, or we'll get some, hey, I had such a great time at 
you know, the Boys and Girls Club today, I can't wait to go back. We receive feedback like that all the time. So yes, there is a really thorough checks and balances program in place. Um, a lot of that we actually try to, to, to turn back into the, the public eye. So if, you know, on our Twitter page, Instagram page, we'll do at least a post um, maybe more per week demonstrating, hey, we had student athletes out at, at this program this week. And so, so the public, you know, again, can, can keep an eye on it, not from a checks and balances perspective, but to get to share in um, a lot of that exciting information. But so, yes, there is, there is robust checks and balances. We know that that is so important, but it is really exciting to see, um, you know, how willing and, and how, how invested our student athletes are in, uh, in performing that, those charitable activities. Oh, Sonny, you're on mute. And, uh, you know, another question I just had, you know, as someone who is the head of this organization, you're kind of dealing with folks on the lower level of donorship to the higher level of donorships. And you're getting all kinds of questions constantly, I'm sure, in every single meeting. Are there like, you know, popular misconceptions out there? Like what are like some common questions that you're always getting that maybe some of the listeners of this show might also have where you can kind of, you know, um, spread your message and say, hey, you know, this is a question I get a lot. You might have this question. Here's the actual answer. Yeah. Um, one of them, it's and it's not so much a question, but I think it's a, a common, um, a, a common perhaps negative or, or concerned sentiment about the impact of NIL in college athletics. Um, and we know, again, NIL is here. It's here to stay. It will evolve and look differently in the years to come. Absolutely. Um, but really, the onus is on us, not just at ICON, but but for you all, but for listeners, for fans, season ticket holders, community members to to really embrace NIL, um, open up your two big arms and give it a big hug because it is so important to the future success of our athletic program. Um, when we're able to talk about the charitable work that we're doing with our student athletes and about, you know, to date over 200, 250 hours of charitable service work in the community is, is really, really meaningful. We're able to talk to donors and community members and say, you know, hey, we have our student athletes going out and doing this activity and this activity. When we're able to tell that story, in addition to, oh, and by the way, money moves through ICON, right? Our student athletes are paid at a very, very high level. And it's something that we have to be able to replicate year over year um, through NIL from a competitive standpoint. But I think when we're able to talk about that charitable, um, the charitable component, and, and that that is a primary um, area of focus for us, I think that that changes some people's tune, because again, all you do have to do is get onto Twitter, and you see one, you know, one story about, um, you know, how NIL can, it can divide a locker room, it can, um, you know, not be the great PR angle um, for for the the athletic program or the institution that it represents. And I, we said this from day one, we know not everyone may um, be ready to get involved in NIL financially, but we want everyone at Illinois, regardless of what your relationship is with it, to feel good about our approach to NIL. And if you're not going to get involved, at least be someone who can who can speak positively about the program um, and encourage others to get involved should they have the appetite to do so. So I think that that's one um, common sort of misconception um, about NIL and, and, and that it actually does really have a tremendously positive impact on our student athletes in the community that we serve. I think the other piece is 
again, you get on, it's all about um, the stories that are told, right? Um, I think there's a common misconception that, you know, someone giving $25 a month or a one-time $100 gift isn't, isn't impactful when you hear, um, you know, that there are, are goals in millions of dollars in student athletes in some cases making, you know, five and six, and in some cases, seven figures, right? You say, well, how does my $100 impact this? Every bit counts. And so at ICON, we, we do have a major gift fundraising vehicle for those who are able to make contributions of, you know, $25,000, $100,000 and upwards of that. We're always happy to have those conversations, but we want to be sure that people know that there's an opportunity to get involved, to give your $25 a month, to make a one-time $100 contribution or, or, or $250 contribution. All of that is not only helpful, but it's going to be so necessary for us to continue, um, you know, to, to prove that we have a robust NIL program. We also, um, along those lines, we're, we're trying to find ways um, for everybody to get involved. Um, a, a, almost a month ago, we're about three weeks in, um, uh, share that we had launched um, our new icon for Illini, the iconic American Ale, um, partnered with with Grey Duck Spirits, um, is, a, is a brewery that is, is owned um, by um, a, a Champagne Urbana native and a lifelong, a lifelong Illini fan who brought the idea to us many, many months ago, really knowing that, hey, we, we know these NIL collectives need to diversify the way that people can get involved and support NIL. And so 20% of proceeds from the Iconic um, Ale, or I'm sorry, Icon, Iconic um, uh, American Lager, they are uh, they will go to ICON to support our NIL efforts. So again, if contributing financially um, through a donation to ICON isn't it, drink our beer. Um, that's a great way to support us. Um, it's available at Memorial Stadium at State Farm Center. Um, and, and very soon we do know it's it's actively being sold at a lot of um, uh, local uh, grocery stores and liquor stores. So that's another way for, for everybody to get involved. And we really encourage everyone to think think big and think broad about what that involvement might be. Might be. One last quick question for me, Kathleen. Are ICON donations, are they tax deductible? Great question. Um, as we said, there is a, a major gift fundraising vehicle. That is a nonprofit pending 501c3 organization. So um, donors who make contributions to that entity, we cannot guarantee that they will be tax deductible should we be granted 501c3 status, again, through that entity that does exclusively charitable work um, and, and supports that charitable mission. We will be sure to make that announcement and let everyone know. We do know from a, from a donor perspective that's very important. Um, memberships, Icon for Illini, um, because there are tangible and experiential benefits um, associated with each level of giving, um, Icon for Illini memberships are not tax deductible. Um, and so, uh, again, that's just uh, that's the way it is in, in the eyes of the IRS from a benefit receiving perspective. No different, Austin, than, you know, iFund donors making their iFund gifts to access um, you know, season tickets and, and prime seating locations. Um, think of that as the same thing. So not for um, Icon for Illini, but perhaps for the nonprofit side uh, of the business. And we'll let everyone know um, should we be granted status. Kathleen, we really appreciate the time that you took uh, to, uh, to, you know, give the listeners kind of more of a backdrop and a foundation of knowledge of what NIL is, has been, and could be moving forward. Um, I think I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, you may have an announcement to make. Yeah. Um, again, just we thank everyone for your questions. We know that um, NIL, although it's been here for over two years, everyone has a different understanding of, of what it is and how to get involved. And again, we invite people to have those conversations. We know there are questions, there are concerns. Please bring them to us. 
keep this a dialogue. We, we need to find a way to really embrace NIL to drive this program forward. Um, this week, um, in conjunction with DIA, right, we talked about the, the, the closeness of that relationship, um, a joint fundraising campaign um, for Giving Tuesday. Um, folks will start to see messaging about that this week. Um, so all contributions to the iFund or Icon for Illini, the membership program um, between November 14th um, and November 28th um, will we'll count toward this Giving Tuesday campaign. Um, there will be special um, gifts as an extra incentive for anyone who participates um, in this two-week effort. There is also, we, we communicated with um, a donor who's been very supportive on the NIL front. Um, if we raise $100,000 in contributions either to ICON or to the iFund by um, November 28th, which is Giving Tuesday, that will unlock another $100,000 contribution um, to ICON. So again, just a great incentive for everybody to get involved, no matter what that investment level is. Um, keep an eye out on social, visit our, our website, iconforalina.com. Um, all that information will be up there. There's some pretty cool, I'll just say really awesome um, holiday gifts um, that, that may, may inspire your, your support of ICON um, or the iFund. And again, encourage everyone to get involved and just thanks so much for, for having us on. Um, letting us use your platform to get the word out. Kathleen, where can people find you on social media? Um, at Icon for Illini. Um, Twitter, Instagram, um, on Facebook as well. Um, we will soon be on LinkedIn, so keep an eye out. want to be sure we can reach everybody. Kathleen Knight, thank you for joining us once again. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, everybody. Thank you. And that was Kathleen Knight of Icon for Illini. Sunny, it was a great episode, and uh, we have Iowa coming up. Preview should be coming up uh, sometime this week. Uh, you know, again, thank you, uh, Kathleen and uh, Icon, for coming on. And I hope uh, our viewers got a lot of knowledge from that. And that has been the Illini Cast. Sonny, have a good one.